This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today, I am joined by Andre Harris. Andre is the president and founder of Culture Transformation Resources. I am excited to be joined by Andre. She has been in the client service industry for over 30 years. She has immense experience, and we are lucky to have her today. Welcome to the show, Andre. Thanks so much, Chris Ressa. Great to be here. Thanks so much for the kind invitation. I'm excited. So, Andre, for those who don't know you, tell the world a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. The who I am, most important, first and foremost, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister. I have put family first. Second is I am passionate, passionate about all things culture and customer experience. So a little background, I grew up in the airline industry, 15 years at Continental Airlines when travel was fun and rewarding and airlines were a cool place to be. I grew up in airlines, 15 years there, all within the training arena, learning, development, started on the phones as a reservation agent in 1990, making $5.77 an hour, (laughs) six weeks of unpaid training, best job in the world. Went there, started there because I had a cute boyfriend in New Zealand and I needed free flight benefits to get me back and forth. (laughs) Lucky for me, that turned out to be a great company. In fact, best company culture ever. So I spent 15 years there, eight years. I was head of global training for the airline, specific to the contact center arena, and grew up learning all about culture and training, learning and development in the airline industry, which expanded to hospitality. So after 15 years, great years there, got recruited by Westfield Shopping Malls back in 2005, and seven great years learning all about real estate, retail, great experience. I was out of the corporate office in Los Angeles, head of customer experience and training. And about eight years ago, stepped away from the corporate world and decided to pursue my lifelong dream. And that was to have my own business, to be an entrepreneur. And I started this boutique consulting firm. So now I get to do all my favorite things and work with amazing companies, including DLC, a lot of other uh, companies in this segment that I'm really thrilled, honored, proud to work with. Incredible. The customer experience is something we hear about in many industries. I think there's probably less people in the commercial real estate focused on customer experience than some of the other business to consumer industries. So I think this is going to be a real thought provoking show. Excited to have you. Before we get started, I wanna go to the part of the show we call Clear the Air. And I've got three questions for you. Are you ready, Andre? I am ready. All right. Question one, what is one skill you don't possess, but you wish you did? Oh man, that's a good one. Okay. So this is going to be a bit off the beaten path here. I would say I am working on, it's more of a discipline than a skill. I'm working on becoming a phenomenal professional TikToker to improve my Instagram posts and, uh, and put out some inspiring art and words of wisdom out on uh, TikTok and Instagram. 
Can you believe it? That's I my, love it. That's my current skill I am working to enhance. Are you a consumer of TikTok? Are you on TikTok often as a consumer and looking at content? You know, I'm not even going to lie, Chris. Yes, I am. <laughs> if I'm standing in a line or waiting somewhere, I'll pop on and, you know, it's there like 15, 30 seconds. So I consume it, you know, 15, 30 seconds turns into 30 minutes very quickly. But um, my current passion is art painting. So I'm constantly looking at different techniques on uh, TikTok. It's a lot of fun. I can see all the beautiful art behind you. Did you paint that? I did. It's been my COVID passion for the last, gosh, the entire year of COVID. I've been home instead of traveling on the road. Normally, a normal year for me. 2019, for example, I was on the road 48 weeks working at least on an airplane, at least twice, twice a week, 48 weeks. So to be home during COVID, had a little bit of extra time on my hands. I decided to pick up painting all over. How many miles were you doing? You know, I don't even keep track. I'll tell you this, January through March last year, uh, I traveled enough before COVID to hit my platinum status. Oh my God. That'll give you a little idea. That is... A significant amount of miles. Do you do any international travel? I do. Well, we go to New Zealand. My husband's from New Zealand. So by the way, that cute guy that I mentioned, I, I went to Connell Airlines for the cute guy in New Zealand. I proposed and married him 30 years ago. So we go back and forth to New Zealand at least twice a year. I'm in Hawaii six times a year. Wait, wait a uh, sec. You proposed to him? You bet. Come on now. We got to get things done, Chris. So it's taking a little too long and we had to cut to the chase. So, yeah, that is incredible. Did that throw him off a little bit? Little yeah, bit. I think that would have thrown me off a bit. Usually does. <laughs> yeah, it worked is... out. 30 years later, three kids, grandbabies living. When, when you proposed it, did you have a ring ready? No, no. Okay. I, I said, dude, you're going to, I'm going to propose, but you are going to invest in the ring. <laughs> that is great. Okay. Getting back on track to clear the air. Question two, what is one thing most people agree with, but you do not? Okay. I've got two. I'm going to give them really quick. The first one is most people, I think, believe that giving a good tip, a good tip is, or an average tip is 15%. A great tip is 20, 25%. I believe in rewarding exceptional service. And growing up in the service industry, this is near and dear to my heart. So for me, if it's exceptional, then it's 50 to 100% tip, especially if it's my local haircut, nails, a local diner. And uh, they're going to get 100% tip every time. And uh, that's just something I firmly believe in. I just got back from Cancun, Mexico and stayed at the JW Marriott there, by the way, phenomenal customer experience, highly engaged employees, best customer experience. So after a week long there, spending every single day in their executive club lounge, getting spoiled, I asked the concierge, uh, you know, what's a great tip after a week? And he said, you know what, great tip, we would be so grateful for $100, it thrills the staff. So I was with there with some girlfriends, we left over a $1,000 tip. He said, if it's a hundred, then we're going all in. You know, one of the best tips someone can leave for exceptional service in today's day and age is a great review on a website and it doesn't matter the business. And if they do a really great job, please people 
leave a, re- a positive review mm-hmm. and we don't do it enough. Most people want to leave a review when something goes wrong, but especially local businesses, they need a great review when something goes right. So if you can leave a great review, that's a great tip in my opinion. Awesome. Chris, I totally agree. In fact, along with that great tip for the JW Marriott, I, of course, I and my girlfriends made a commitment to get online and leave them a great review and specifically called out the amazing service by Yosefat, Andreas, and Marcello. And so for us, we get it that the the power of, you know, the tip is to the individual and they feel great and it's an acknowledgement of them, but it's to the business as well. And I know JW is a big, is a big company, but in, you know, on a local level, everybody is, and you think about tourism and how much it's taken a hit over the last year. So reviews, totally agree. Leave a great tip, generous tip, and an even more generous review is top notch. On the flip side of that, if it is poor service, I'm a big believer of still leaving a tip, but that is appropriate for the service. But you can always bet that I'm going to leave some tips, literal tips on the receipt of ways to improve or increase your tip. Again, that's that's my philosophy. Second thing, a follow-up to your question about what most people agree agree with, but I don't. Most people in business agree that a contract is necessary and uh, won't lift a finger until they have a signed contract and uh, get started on the work. For me, my philosophy has always been in good faith and on a handshake in relationships. So I will always start to do the work before I even get the client signed. I'm a big believer in manifesting and the power of positive uh, thinking and acting. And that means if I'm going, if I'm going to do business with someone and I am very interested in pursuing the partnership, I'll do the work before the meeting and I'll show up with the work already done. I have an interesting one with this right now. We have a potential tenant who is trying to get open by Labor Day. Uh-huh. And we don't have a signed contract yet. The lease is not signed. In order for me to deliver and get them open, I'd have to start construction in the next week and a half, which would leave me pretty exposed because uh-huh. they could not do it, the deal, and I would be spending this money on their build out. We're going through this now and figuring out what to do. Uh, There is risk management in that, but I would agree that most people think a contract is necessary. Really interesting, thought-provoking information there. Question three. Okay. When is the last time you did something for the first time? That's a good one. So I mentioned that I love painting and I've always had an interest in painting, watercolors, acrylics. Mostly impressionism, that's my thing. Have never liked abstract, didn't get it, didn't understand it. And in COVID, this time last year, I decided to explore all different types of arts. So I started for the first time into the abstract world. And Chris, I love it. I've fallen in love. It's my passion. In fact, the the wall over here, the wall over here on my in my art studio slash office is all covered with with abstract. So it's now my jam. When you say abstract, what does that mean? 
it means it doesn't look like a picture. It looks like splattered paint. Uh, that's what that is. <laughs> what it means is it's really the art and the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I can see, I see a fish, you see a city, others see nothing. It's joyful. Yes. I use a many sports references in business. And sometimes some of the team members are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you don't know this. And they're like, no, I'm not a sports junkie. I don't know this reference or in uh, what you're talking about, Chris. And I assume that's what some people might've felt like when you were talking about art. Cause I, and <laughs> I know literally zero about art anyway, that was great. Pleasure to learn a little bit more about you. I'm you. fascinated that you proposed to your husband. That is great. One day I'll meet him and I can't wait to ask him about that experience. Let's move into the heart of the show. Today, you're going to give us five tips for landlords to improve the customer experience for their tenants. Awesome. I'm excited. Well, let's go. Let, let's go. What is tip one? All right. Well, you know what, Chris, I'm going to give a quick overview of the five things and then I'll, I'll circle back. Go. So five things. Number one, take a stand to be client focused, to treat your tenants like customers Two, create a culture of customer focus from the inside out. That's actually two and three, because the first part of that is invest in training your people. That's two. Three is lead by example. That's what I mean from the inside out. Four is look outside of your industry. Don't just benchmark against uh, the real estate or development world. Look outside your industry. Number five is empower your tenants to be successful. So with that, I'll circle back to number one, which is take a stand to be client focused. Chris, one of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou. It's, I've learned that people will forget what you said. Uh, they'll forget what you did, and, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And when I think about taking a stand to be client focused, really that resonates for me. And when I think about the typical relationship between landlords and their tenants, most of it is built around leases, contracts, collecting rent, and taking a stand to be client focused is really a shift in looking at your tenants as true clients and customers. In other words, treat them as we would hope that they would treat the consumer, whether it's a shopper, consumer, it's coming to their business and putting the customer at the heart of everything we do, meaning the tenants and mean it, make it happen, live and breathe it. So when I think about this, my second favorite quote is all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to people they know, like, and trust. Thank you, Bob Berg. And so when you think about what we would hope our retailers, our tenants are doing for the consumer, which is everything from providing a warm welcome, positive first impressions, closing the sale and, and leaving a lasting impression. We should be doing that. We, the landlords, property management teams, we should be doing that for our tenants. You think about providing warm welcome when your tenants are opening up their store. Are we greeting them with a warm welcome? Are we calling them by name? We would hope that we're creating connections with our shoppers, our consumers. Are we doing the same with our tenants? Do we call them by name? Do we know the store manager's names? Do we know every employee's name? Do we know, more important than that, their family 
kids' names, their kids' names, their dogs' names? Do we know their favorite cup of coffee? And are we stopping by Starbucks on the way in and picking up a tenant's favorite cup of coffee and acknowledging and thanking them for their business, for choosing us of all the places in the world that they could do business to do business with us? So it's really, truly a taking a stand to be client focused, but living and breathing it and meaning it. So that's number one. That's number number one. one. I love the name thing, remembering the name and people's names. My three-year-old daughter is absolutely incredible with names. Mm -hmm. She, I love names. A lot of people in the office, I know their middle names. I'm obsessed with names. My daughter is huge on names. She remembers everyone's name. Everywhere we go, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? She wants to know, what's that person's name? I I don't know that person, Jules. I, I don't know what their name is, pointing to people. What's their names? Well, anyway, the she's three, and on Saturdays, typically, I, I go to the recycling center where young family, so we produce more garbage than I'd like to admit. So I go to the recycling center, dropping off at the recycling center, and as I'm leaving, my daughter says, make sure you say hi to Don for me, which is the recycling center attendant who she knows by name because she loves people's names. So anyway. I- Love that. I love that. Even at three, Jules gets it. And you know, Chris, this is, it's your gift, the power of names and creating connections. And again, going back to, this is what all great businesses, stores, they train their people to treat shoppers and consumers that way to create connections. The power of the name creates connections. And when People feel connected. They do crazy things like buy stuff from us and spend more than they are thinking or willing to do and spend. Well, it's the same principle with a landlord-tenant relationship. We think about the power of connections, name being a powerful, powerful tool. It creates connections with our tenants. And when it's time to renew a lease, when they are referring and recommending to their to other entrepreneurs or they're expanding their businesses, they think of DLC, they think of other, again, as a landlord, they think of your business, your company, and uh, it's the power of treating clients, treating your tenants just like clients and customers. So that's number one. Number two, creating a culture of customer focus from the inside out and top down. We'll start with investing and training your people and the investment is is significant and it takes time, time, effort, and quite frankly, dollars to take people out of the business, out of the operation, away from the cash register, if you will, and to train them to deliver exceptional client experiences. But from, again, a landlord perspective, is your property management team, for example, leasing team, are they focused on signing the deal or are they focused on the long-term partnership and relationships and the renewal and the satisfied client relationships. So investing in training and again, everything that we would hope our retailers train their employees with, we should be training our staff, hire great people, train them well to take care of the clients. In other words, our tenants. So that's number two, invest in training your people to deliver exceptional client relationships. That's great. Number three is top down, inside out, 
top down. And that is lead by example. I'm going to give a shout out to you guys, Chris at DLC, because you're my most recent and favorite example. Chris, as you know, but our, our listeners do not know, we recently rolled out focus on client relations. You guys have always been that way, but we did another round of training. And what I love about the training on client relations is that we did it over an eight-week period, two hours every two weeks, and every single person in the company was there, including you, Chris, Adam, your CEO, every member of the senior leadership team was in one of the sessions, along with everybody from the corporate function, meaning everybody was there, legal, IT, marketing, everybody was there. And of course, property management, leasing as well. And it was mixed and it was great. And everyone was on the same page going through what does exceptional client experiences, client relations look like for DLC. And uh, so shout out to you guys. Thank you. One of my best experiences, and I mean that sincerely, most companies will have leadership kick off the training. They're endorsing the training and that's always meaningful. But to have you guys in there engaging and leading by example just takes it to a a whole new level. Uh, Another shout out to one of my other clients is Camden Property Trust. So other than DLC within the real estate segment, I also have Camden Property Trust. Uh, They own 155 properties, apartment communities across the U.S., And about four years ago, when they were rolling out a customer-focused initiative, same thing, leadership, top-down. It started with uh, the CEO, Rick Campo, and President Keith Oden took 50 of their top leaders off-site for a full day. And they went through the same customer-focused training that every one of their employees across the U.S. ended up going through. It started with them. And then it rolled out over a five-month period. And so there's a big difference. And I'm sure, Chris, you guys have a great culture at DLC, hashtag success. You know the power and the value of getting everybody on board, eating, sleeping, drinking this. It is when, when it's part of your culture, your clients, your tenants, they know it, they feel it. And it's not just a, a poster or a plaque on the wall. Client focus really means something. So that's number three. Love that. Thank you for the shout out. Of course. Four is look outside your industry. So a lot of times we look within real estate and we compare ourselves to each other, right? I'm actually a professional mystery shopper. I have clients who hire me to go mystery shopping the competition. And I get to keep the items. You bet. Of course. <laughs> it's part of the deal. That is part of the deal. But, uh, uh, and you know, I mystery shop retail. I mystery shop. Does Chanel hire you to mystery shop? Uh, no comment. <laughs> but I also, you know, I mystery shop hotels, airlines, apartment homes. So I'm a professional mystery shopper as part of a small part of what I do, but it's important. And I often will share across the insights from cross industries. Don't just benchmark yourself against what your direct competition is in your industry, in your segment. Look at the companies, the businesses the establishments that are really delivering exceptional client experiences and do that. So for example, my, one of my clients is BMW been uh, blessed. They were my launch customer eight years ago. They continue to be one of my favorite customers as well. You look at BMW and the great things that they do So BMW North America is my client based out of 
Woodcliffe, New Jersey. You think about, a lot of you might be thinking, okay, wait a minute, we're talking about landlord-tenant relations. Think about BMW corporate and their clients are 340 franchise dealerships across the U.S. So looking outside of your industry, look at BMW. They have very much what they do in their client relations is interacting and supporting and ensuring that their 340 dealerships are successful. And so you think about the level of luxury and that level of client relations. Why wouldn't we bring that into the real estate segment? Why wouldn't we look at that? So benchmark, we should be benchmarking. I I do this all the time. I try to connect with, and I used to even more, I would connect with sales professionals in other industries to try to see best practices. What were they running into? Oftentimes, what was interesting is we don't even realize this. Let's say you mentioned Starbucks. Mm-hmm. We're doing business with Starbucks, but there are many other different types of organizations that are selling who are doing business with Starbucks too. And they might have some interesting perspective that we aren't seeing in the enterprise sale process. So do this all the time. I think it's a great point And I love that. Cool. So thank you for that, Chris. I'll transition to fifth and final is empowering your tenants to be successful. I love the quote, we rise by lifting others. That applies to us on the landlord side. We rise by lifting our tenants and helping them to be successful. And, you know, I'm, I know most uh, landlord relationships have um, their tenants pay into CAM and marketing. And so there's already a built-in responsibility. So landlords help and market their tenants to be successful in certain ways. I'm talking about going above and beyond. Let me give you a couple of specific examples. One of my clients, Howard Hughes Corp. In this segment, many of our listeners will know that they own, manage, develop, design, real estate, shopping centers, office buildings, hotels, apartments. And so I've been blessed to have them as a client for over five years and help them launch and roll out a customer first initiative and went to every one of their retail properties from Seaport District in New York, all the way to Ward Village in Honolulu, Hawaii. So here's a specific shout out to the Ward Village team in Honolulu, Hawaii. We were rolling out training. We're getting everybody in the huddle of going through customer first training. So as with the entire company, all the other locations, everybody came to a full day training to find out what does this customer first mean and how should we behave? The Ward Village team went above and beyond. So in addition to everybody from the property management office, leasing, everybody as a Howard Hughes employee, including their third-party vendors, security housekeeping, attended this customer first training. The above and beyond is that they actually, Chris, they extended the training to include their retailers meaning they invited, they reserved seats in our training class to sit side by side with their team members, Howard Hughes team, to invite their retailers to join. And it was a phenomenal experience. That's going above and beyond. That is going above and beyond. Kudos to them. That is really going above and beyond. Thank you for sharing that. You bet. So empowering your tenants to be successful. So those are, again, there's so much more to that, Chris. But So let's recap those five. Go through one more time real quick. What are the five? The five, number one, take a stand to be client focused. 
Treat your tenants like customers. Two, create a culture of customer focus from the inside out. That's two and three. Top and from the top down as well. Four, look outside of the industry. Benchmark yourselves against others outside of the industry who, who are doing it well and do that. Five, empower your tenants to be successful. Invest in marketing and training. Do whatever you can to rise uh, by lifting others, including your tenants. Terrific. Well, this was great. You know, we love you. Thank We're you. looking forward to the continued work and hopefully elevating our customer experience at DLC. Right. Let's bring it home to the last part of the show. I call this retail wisdom. Right on. I've got three fun questions for you. Are you ready, Andre? I'm ready, Chris. Let's go. All right. Question one. What is the last item over $20 that you bought in a store? Easy. So Michael's and Hobby Lobby are <laughs> weekly, weekly visits. And I go there because I've been painting. I go to pick up usually like 20 bucks worth of paint, something I'm either missing a paint or a paintbrush. So I'll go with the intent to spend $20. And Chris, I'm not kidding. I walk out every single week with over 200. And uh, I stop at Michael's first uh, because I, I love the, the the girls know my name and I know their name. They're awesome. And then I head over to Hobby Lobby. So those are my two visits. Every two DLC week. tenants. Yes. And I'm a big fan, big fan. Well, I love that one. Question two, what extinct retailer do you wish would come back from the dead? So Chris, I grew up in Hawaii, North Shore of Oahu. I would catch the bus every day to town, to Waikiki, to the Ala Moana Shopping Center, uh, which is still there. But one of the retailers that is not still there was Liberty House. And uh, it was such a great, a great experience for me brings back a lot of great memories. I call them the Nordstrom of Hawaii at the time. They were big in the 70s, 80s. They were awesome. Awesome. Sadly, no longer there. They're, they are extinct, but any special occasion, whether it was uh, going to shop for a dress for a wedding or a prom dress, I would take the bus, head into town and go shop at Liberty House. Truly like the Nordstrom of their time. What a great answer. No one said that. And I don't know them. And I, I like when people name some retailers that I've never heard of. Okay. Last question, Andre, if you and I were shopping together at Target and I lost you, what aisle would I find you in? Okay. That one's easy. So not only precisely aisle A9, in my A9. A9, baby, in Target, my local Target here in Houston, Texas, shout out to Tascasita, the toddler clothes is in aisle nine. And uh, so I have two grandbabies, two and seven. So my two-year-old Ella, I'm always shopping for her. So again, Target, weekly visit. I'm always shopping for toddler clothes for Ella. And then the other aisle is going to be the toy aisle because I have a seven-year-old grandson and an 11-year-old son who <laughs> are always sending me to the toy aisle. So either of those places, you just have to shout out my name. That's where I'll be. Fantastic. Well, Andre, this was great. Thank you so much. I think everyone got a different perspective of real estate today, improving the customer experience. Thank you. And I think everyone's going to love this. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. Hey, Chris, by the way, just to properly sign off, favorite quote, be the change you want to see in the world. So my wish to you and to all of our viewers and listeners, let's make it a great, a great world. Do your part. Before I forget, where can people find you? CTRConsultingServices.com. 
Terrific. You're on TikTok as well, clearly. What you is bet. your TikTok handle? You bet. Oh, well, you know, I actually, I, I've got to improve it. So find find me on ctrconsultingservices.com first, and then I'm going to improve it. Once I become a professional TikToker, I'll blast it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank well, you so much, Chris. It's thank you. Wishing you and the, the DLC team incredible continued success. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.